Hi there. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. My name is Brian Rushing. The guy across the table's name is... Corky Franks. And check this out, Brian. I know everyone can't tune in Monday to Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNCRadio.com, 101.1 FM, or 1450 a.m. And that's why we have some great news for the listeners. That's right. You can now get our podcast on SoundCloud as well as Spotify and Apple Music. It's fantastic for you. We do the work. You get the enjoyment. So enjoy. And we welcome you back to Hour 3 of the Rush Hour Morning Show, AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC. So glad that you could join us on this Thursday morning. We have had two full hours of content here on the show, myself, Brian Rushing, Corky Franks, and Corky Franks, uh, the young man that we're getting ready to bring on here in just a moment is somebody that you have certainly watched play baseball a time or two in your life. I like I like him way more as a person than a baseball player. His whole family's crazy, and that's why I like him. <laughs> we're kind of wired up the same, to be honest with you. Well, we're going to get a chance to bring up that individual right now, Weston Long. Weston Long, good morning. Welcome to the Rush Hour Morning yeah. Show. Good morning, guys. Was that Glad a, to be here. Was that a fair statement that your entire family's crazy like I am? I say it's pretty fair. I say that's pretty fair. <laughs> hey, let's well, we all got a little bit of a screw loose, uh, but I don't know if the, if it's the same screw you got loose, but we're I, a little crazy. I got a bunch of screws loose. They just rattle all over the place. Hey, I told Brian. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to Brian yesterday about the Loch Ness monster and Bigfoot, and I said, "Listen, you're gonna think I'm joking." <laughs> Weston's brother thinks Bigfoot's real. Is that not true? He didn't believe me. He is real, Gordon. Oh, <laughs> oh <whoa>. okay, my bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, uh, there's, there's a few of them out there, especially in the Pacific Northwest. Just ask my brother. Yeti Hunter. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. This is not the direction that I saw this conversation going from the beginning. So, Weston, I, please walk me into this for just a second. So, Yetis exist, and they're in the Pacific Northwest. Is that is that what I'm to understand? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, you ain't never seen one in Cleveland County or <laughs> Gaston well, County? Uh, so <laughs> big, 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 big foot, Bigfoot's in Cleveland County. Yeah. Yetis are only specific to uh, – the Pacific Northwest. Well, okay. There are Yetis in Cleveland County now at Cleveland Community College. That's so, true. That's so, true. You know, maybe that's what they went off maybe of. Maybe that's what substantiates. It could be. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Weston Long again, welcome to the Rush Hour Morning Show. You know, of course, anybody that knows anything about you knows that baseball is pretty much the f- part of the fabric of your life. So, as we, as we think about your life and, and we think about the time that you spent at South Point, Lander University, the Gastonia Grizzlies, so on and so forth, you know, what are, when you go back to your youth, which wasn't too long ago, what are some of the things that you remember most that you were most excited about that really kind of told the story about you as far as being a baseball player in Gaston County? Yeah, how long do we have, really? I um, We moved here. My family moved up to Belmont uh, from the Wilmington area. I grew up in Lake Waccamaw, a very small country town, uh, but got up here in eighth grade. And um, a lot of memories at South Point, uh, won a lot of games and 
got a lot of respect for for Coach Fleinberger and the town of Belmont and the way South Point does things. But um, some of the best memories I have are with the Gastonia Grizzlies. My playing days there in 2013 and 14, the summer of 13-14, um, you know, that was probably some of the most fun uh, competitive ball that I ever played. And um, it's kind of where I took a turn in my career and developed as a person and um, learned the game and uh, learned to respect and love the game. And um, the Grizzlies were a great organization, and that's probably some of the, the better memories of the Gaston County base, baseball days for me. Weston, let me ask you this. For those that have never had a chance to play in a summer wood bat league at the college level, but have had a chance to play Legion baseball, you would think that there are some similarities, and I'm sure that there are to some degree. But from your perspective, kind of break down some of those similarities, but then kind of give me some of the major differences between Legion baseball and playing for a team like the Gastonia Grizzlies, because I would imagine there had to have been some palpable differences between the two from your experience. Yeah, you know, definitely the, the competitiveness of it. Um, Legion baseball, which, um, you know, when I was in high school in uh, 2008 through 2010, everybody played Legion ball. And I think the competitiveness of Legion has gone down a little bit. Um, but the biggest difference is just the, the quality of, of talent. And, you know, be, being in the CPL playing with the Grizzlies, I was blessed to being a Division two guy to, to have the opportunity to, to play and, um, you know, getting the lineup and, you know, seeing SEC, ACC arms um, every night with Wood is uh, will make you better. And, and I think collegiate summer ball is one of the most valuable things for, for guys, um, college players to do. I encourage all of my, you know, our college athletes to come in and train with us to, to play summer ball. Do not just sit on your butt over the summer. Um, there's nothing that's going to replace 100 at-bats with wood against quality pitching. Um, whether you hit a buck 90 or 320, um, those live reps are, are very valuable. Weston Long here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Weston, being a Division II player, playing at a very good program at Lander University, did you, did you feel like you had a little something extra to prove being in the Coastal Plain League? Was it one of those things that kind of spurred you on and motivated you that you were playing against guys that some of them were going to be high-round draft picks, ultimately having a shot to play in the major leagues? Did you feel like you owed it to yourself to kind of show them what's up being a Division II guy? Uh, maybe a little bit. You know, I um, honestly, um, I've been in love with the game of baseball from, you know, time I was a really small kid. And I never really needed that extra push, that, that extra chip on the shoulder. Um, it's just kind of how I went about my business, you know. It's kind of how I was raised. And um, I've, even though on paper, you know, being the D2 guy in the CPL, people wouldn't have thought I belonged. My mindset was kind of always the same. You know, I, I felt like I was always belonged and could compete with anybody. So, um, so I, I wouldn't say I had anything to prove, except uh, you know my goal was to get drafted, to play this game as long as I could. And so they told me I couldn't play anymore. And, and then when I couldn't play anymore, I was going to coach and do what I do now. So, um, and I kind of take that same mentality, 
you know, to my, my business and, and work and, and everything at 704 is, you know, there's nothing to prove. Just outwork everybody. Simple as that. Well, we're going to get to your life at 704 Sports Academy here in just a moment. But, you know, when, when you go and play in these summer leagues at the collegiate level, a lot of these guys that you're playing with for two months out of the year are guys that probably you've never even known to begin with or in some cases might have been guys that you played against during the course of the college season. You wouldn't necessarily think that relationships were something that could develop from such a short period of time. What was your experience in that regard, and are there any of those relationships that you've been able to maintain even at this point in your life? Absolutely, man. You know, that's one thing about baseball. It'll bring people together and um, made some great relationships. Um, still keep up with a lot of those guys. You know, Jason Wood uh, was my head coach, and he did a lot for my career. You know, he, he challenged me um, to to enjoy the game, to continue to be who I was and, 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 and be a hard worker and things like that. But through him and, and through the Grizzlies, I learned to really understand the Hey, this game is fun. You know, let, let's let's compete and, and let's enjoy it. Um, so, still still have a good relationship with Coach Wood. Several of the players, you know, there'd be some guys that would, you know, the first three weeks of the season, we'd lose seven or eight guys to the draft. Um, Anthony Domino, we played together um, with the Grizzlies. He's still in this area. We keep up and still both doing baseball and um, several several good relationships um, have came from that and. Um, you know, that's what, that's what life's about, relationships. Absolutely. Weston Long here with us on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Now, Weston, as it turned out, um, your dream of playing at the highest levels of professional baseball didn't necessarily pan out. When, when it comes to that, was, was, there any, was there any sort of frustration or, or feeling like you, you'd missed out on something massive? Was, was there anything of that that set in and maybe sort of set you back or derailed some of your future plans? Or was it one of those things to where you were just simply able to move on and change direction? Um, no, I wasn't simply able to move on and change direction the, the way that baseball meant to me. Uh, my senior year, um, about 20 games into the season, I dove back into first base and dislocated my shoulder. And long story short, that practically ended my career. Um, and I did not want to accept that uh, for a long period of time. Kind of was, you know, a little bit sour toward the game. And, and I had, had put myself in a position to play at the next level. And, um, you know, that day was one of the worst days of my life. But as I've matured, you know, through my faith in, in Jesus Christ and and look back on that specific moment um, when the game got taken away from me, it's pretty much ended up being the best day of my life because the way that I go about baseball is, you know, the Lord would not have ended my my baseball journey so abruptly. I'd probably be in upstate New York right now trying to make it an indie ball. Um, would have never married my wife. I uh, would never had my, my baby girl. And um, anyways, sort of, you know, we preach a lot to our players at 704 is, you know, the downs in life, and especially in this game, is what's going to ultimately mold you into a, um, you know, great member of society and a real man. So, um, yeah, I was sour at baseball for a while, and 
I didn't want to accept it, but that was God's plan, and um, I'm impacting, you know, baseball in a different way than I thought at this point in my life. Well, and, and, and I knew that ultimately this would come up in the conversation, and, and so therefore I'm just going to dive into it with you. At the 704 Sports Academy, it's it, it, look, if, if the 704 Sports Academy had no validating reason to exist, days like this makes the 704 Sports Academy a great thing because it's a place that you can get inside and work on your game. But, but Weston, the 704 Sports Academy, for, for someone that's never been inside, it's way more than that. It can give you all the baseball training that you can possibly handle. But you guys are very intentional about developing the whole person inside this facility, both in body, in mind, but certainly in spirit. If you could, kind of tell us a little more about the mission of why you started this business and what you're trying to develop out of the youngsters that come through your programs. For sure, man. You know, our goal is pretty simple. Um, we want to use the game of baseball uh, to create a, a culture and environment and atmosphere to um, allow the opportunity for, for young kids to become great sons to their parents right now and great future husbands and daddies because what's missing in the world is the ability to show up and compete as a man and our mantra at 704 is to compete with freedom. You know, I believe in competition. I believe in freedom. Um, and that's athletically, um, mechanically, you know, freeing up our body. But more than that is it's the, the mental, the mental freedom and the spiritual freedom. And, you know, just showing these kids that baseball is the most re- relatable life, relatable sport that there is. In my opinion, it's the most individualized team sport that there is. Uh, I could talk for a while about that, but it's 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 something that is very relatable to to your life, you know, way down the road. And we can use, you know, the um, our facility and, and our coaches and use our past experiences to to mold these kids through their training and um, make them better men one day. So that's pretty much, you know, our mission. Uh, and on top of that, we want to throw the ball hard, hit the ball far. Uh, and we've got great guys in place to do that. Now, anytime you talk about throwing the ball hard and hitting the ball far, baseball is one of those games that's rife with failure. Uh, the reality is, is that you're going to miss the objective more times than you're going to meet the objective. That's just the nature of baseball. How is it that you're able to utilize your programs in such a way for those kids that have maybe never really experienced failure at a, at a big, big level? How do you, when, when they're first dealing with that and they have to deal with the humility that comes from something like that, how are you able to utilize those programs to sort of encourage them, get them to, to better address humility and, and, and allow them to grow from those failures into becoming better baseball players. Yeah, you know, um, we, we always hear baseball is a game of failure, which it is. Um, the way that I see that is whoever came up with that, that statement, I wish you could go back and not say that because I believe a large part, part of 
baseball being a game of failure is because it's so expected. So we kind of try to flip that script sometimes. You know, you're going to to perform whatever you're seeing. You're going to your production is going to be what you're producing in your mind. So mentally, positive approaches, um, and anticipating success in a game of failure is how we go about things. We do a lot on the mental side, especially with our older guys. Um, but in terms of your question, uh, the humility and dealing with failure, I think it starts in practice. It starts in your training. You know, um, a lot of places uh, gear um, training towards success that day. If you're going to be challenged on game day and experience failure on game day, we believe that everything from a one-on-one lesson or, you know, a situation we put you in in our facility, it needs to be challenging. You need to fail in, in practice. You need to fail um, in the weight room so that you know how to succeed when it counts and, and compete. So, um, you know, that's how you you – face that humility side of things and and learn how to get up when you fall. Weston Long here with us. Weston, I want to ask you one particular question from the teaching side of this. As a player, you had great success. As a player, you pretty much spent everything that you had on the possibility of being the best player that you could be. And I think you succeeded in so many fronts from a teaching side of the game now, that you've had to look at it from the other side of the prism, what are some of the more rewarding things that you get to see as a teacher, an instructor of the game, for one of your students that come in and maybe are having some difficulty getting over the hump in their game? Maybe their game is starting to plateau. Maybe they're they're really not having great connection and anticipating that success that you talk about. What are some of the most rewarding things about being able to continue the process with players actively? Yeah, most rewarding, obviously the impact that, that we had, we can make on a kid's life and, 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 and change the trajectory of their current development mentally and physically. Um, but the most rewarding part for me is once again, having the game of baseball being a part of it and, and having a group of guys that are, are driven like I am. And, um, you know, Mitchell Painter, he's full-time with me. I know both of you guys know Mitchell. He's my head strength conditioning instructor, does a lot of hitting instruction as well. Um, surrounding myself with good people like him is where it all starts. And, We've grown to the points where I can't make the impact personally, and I've surrounded myself with people that can carry that load. And Mitchell's the backbone of 704. Um, he, me, and him are we're in thick together, and we're getting after it. And I want kids to learn how to compete, learn how to have fun, learn how to to love people, and to love this game by watching how me and Mitch love people and love this game and go about our business. The biggest way that we can instruct and teach and coach is through how we carry ourselves. So, Weston, I, I wanted to ask you, I, th- I think you guys are in the middle of a camp this week. Uh, are there any events coming up there at 704 Sports Academy that folks would be interested to know about that they can get their kids involved in? 
So uh, yesterday was our last day at camp. We had a three-day camp, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Had an awesome turnout, man. We had 36 kids, ages 7 to 13. Had a lot of great help, a lot of, a lot of good coaches, um, but just a great group of kids. So the, our June summer camp is over. Our next three-day summer camp at the facility is July 17th, 18th, and 19th. Uh, you can check the flyers out on our Facebook, Instagram, website. Um, that, that'll be our next uh, baseball camp. We have a one-day mini camp for softball, uh, Friday, July the 7th, and Friday, July the 21st. Um, so a couple things going on in July. In the meantime, we're offering memberships, uh, doing a lot of one-on-one training, speed and agility um, within our 10,000-square-foot space. In our several cages and bullpen lanes, we've put in a weight room, and uh, Mitch is putting kids to work in there, and we've recently added a hit tracks. Um, I would encourage people to look up the hit tracks technology and and uh, everything that, that offers, and um, we, we rent that out, and it's a simulator. Uh, rent that out and do a lot of high-speed camera swing analysis, stuff like that. So day-to-day, we're open seven days a week. Uh, three camps in July, um, and a good camp this week. So, And Weston, if anybody wants to look at a website or anything, where can they find you? 704sportsacademy.com. Well, Weston, I want to thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Of course, we'll be beginning to get that messaging out for you as it relates to camps and certainly talking about the 704 Sports Academy throughout this summer as uh, we want to give people an opportunity, especially on days to where you can't get outside necessarily, a great place to get inside and get better with your game and and becoming better as a person. Uh, For kids, this is a great place to be around some solid role models and and get a chance to learn the game up close and personal. Weston, thank you for your time, and we'll definitely uh, start banging the drum for you as it relates to the 704 Sports Academy and getting as many kids... uh, sent into your building and, and get, get started on their baseball journey as well. I really appreciate you guys having me on rush. You all got a really good thing going over there and uh, look forward to continue to talk to you guys and um, just happy to be here today. Well, Weston, again, we thank you so much for being here. We'll have you on sometime real soon because we definitely, as this baseball season continues, want to find out maybe some of your favorite players and favorite teams moving forward and maybe get some analysis from you as it relates to what we see in the major leagues this coming summer. Absolutely. All right. We'd love to do it. Weston, we'll be in touch. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Folks, when we come back on the other side of the timeout, we'll get to the bottom of the hour. At the bottom of the hour, Ben McMillan will join us as we continue on this Thursday on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, you can find us Monday through Friday from 6 to 9 a.m. on WGNC AM 1450, 101.1 FM. You can even stream the show on WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you with the next podcast, enjoy your day. We'll see you next time.